Hey guys, and welcome back to Talking with Shadows, the conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your hosts, Vic Waitley. And Marcus D. We want to give a big thank you to everybody for tuning in to our 30th episode. Holy crud, we're to 30 already? I know, we've been on for 30 episodes. So those of you that have been with us on this crazy ride of our podcast, we thank you so much. And today we are drinking literally whatever I found behind the bookshelves within our studio. You say that like that's not what we do like all the time. Like we find just whatever alcohol is within our reach yeah. while we're recording. I'm like, oh, we need some alcohol for this video. I'm just going to root around in between the shelves of books. I bet Ellie's left something somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough. We found the secret stash of, uh, of our undrunk alcohol. And today I'm going to be drinking Red's Hard Apple Peach. And I'm going to be drinking Angry Orchard Crisp Cider. Mm. So, cheers to you guys. Absolutely. I got that on. You had a little trouble getting your uh, top off there? You told me this was a twist. Mine was. Mine's not. <laughs> well, I'm I'm, for, I'm doing much better So than okay, you. Apparently, I'm not drinking today. Or you are less of a man because you can't get your... Uh, Get your cap off there. I didn't grab one because he told me it was a twist. <laughs> I just, it looked just like mine. Well, cheers to you guys anyways. Cheers to you guys anyways. You get started. I'm going to go find a bottle mm -hmm. opener. <sighs> that is fantastic. So I had a very weird uh, thing happen to me a couple days ago. So I'm hanging out with Vic. Uh, and as I'm going out to my car... I go over to my window, and it had been raining a lot here in Evansville. Uh, and when I went out to my car, strangely enough, there was a large uh, owl imprint on my car, like that had formed from the dew and the mist. Freaked me out, guys. I am terrified of birds, and Vic is absolutely terrified of owls just in general. So this was freaky to me. So I called him over. I'm like, Vic, you have got to see what is on my window. I'm going to put a, a, a photo of it up uh, for our patrons so that you guys can see it too. So you guys know that I wasn't just making this story up. I'm telling everybody about the the owl that was on my window. Oh yeah, that was super weird. Especially since um, it was on the inside of the window, which was really extra odd because I was just seeing some kid had walked by and done it. But no, it's on the driver's side inside window. You want to talk about driving very cautiously at home. I'm freaking out going thinking like something's going to happen. And I'm like, and I'm like spent the last couple days like absolutely terrified that some sort of weird, possibly a cult may be coming after me. Okay. Did I hear you correct that you felt like it was an owl? It was an owl. Do you remember the conversation we were having either that day or the day before? Yes. We were talking about the weird strangeness of owl iconography. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about how like odd owl iconography pops up everywhere, and we we're just kind of, kind of talking about some of the weird stuff with that. Yeah, guys, you know the Randonautica app that we recently played around with? Yeah, the image is an owl. It's kind of <laughs> weird. Oh, we did go on a Randonautica adventure, and we, it was not. It was a little underwhelming. It it was. Uh, we went on a, a test run, like two test runs, and then we went on some later the next the next day at night. 
Uh, and if you guys want us to put up the video, let us know. Comment that below. Uh, we'll put it up for you guys where we talk about kind of our experiences of going out and doing it. If you guys don't know what Randonautica is, it's an app where you think of a concept in your head like blue, weird, creepy, god, money. And then it sends you to a random location <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. Like an abandoned parking lot, an abandoned field. How this is not ran by human traffickers, I don't know. But it's it's definitely not something you should do by yourself. Oddly enough, we had more luck during our tests. Like, we Because, okay, our very first test of it was this. We plug it in and we think about a color. We both go with orange, orange. because I hate orange. And you very rarely see people wearing orange or anything like that. So it takes us to this abandoned house. And in front of the abandoned house is a car. And underneath the car, we see two legs sticking out. And we're certain we just found a dead body. Yeah, yeah we're like... <laughs> crap and the weirdest thing was the guy had orange shoes like bright orange shoes how many times have you guys ever seen somebody walking around with orange shoes we did have during our test video we did have um one weird synchronicity but i'm not going to spoil for spoil it for yeah. you here so it was it was kind of weird. so if you guys want us to to put that up uh comment below we'll like we'll, we'll put that up for you guys to check out um, let, do you want to do comments? Let's do, yeah, let's, do yeah, comments. let's do comments. So, last week's episode, we did the Butler Gargoyle, this really cool cryptid uh, out in Pennsylvania, kind of a winged humanoid Mothman-esque gargoyle creature out there, which was a lot of fun. Uh, if you guys haven't checked it, go check that episode out. Uh, we got some pretty cool comments for it. Disobedient Namid, Nomid, said, All hail the twoist. <laughs> I have been okay at the beginning of the episode. You were congratulating our two newest patrons, and you happen to call them the twoest. And I am all about all hail the twoest yeah. right back at you, man. God, it makes me seem like such a lightweight when we drink during these episodes. <laughs> I don't plan on letting you live that down for a while. Gish. Uh, Demon Angel Kid said, "Finally, good stuff." Now, Demon Angel Kid, I need some clarification. Are you saying that finally we did some good stuff, or you finally found some good stuff on the internet? I, I want to know, like, what you were talking about there. Do you know what my thought is? I bet you Demon Angel Kid is really into weird, demonic-esque, flying humanoid things, and finally we're hitting some more of that. Absolutely. And don't worry, we'll come back to it again at some point. Uh, Lashane says... Finish the video. Gotten distracted since birthday is tomorrow, and I'll be 30. Oh my goodness, happy birthday. Happy birthday. We hope you had a very good birthday. Anyway, Gargoyle is oddly specific. Was it gray like stone? I've been with you guys for years, and almost certain you two did a NASA Gargoyle paranormal case file before. Could this be the same cryptid? That is exactly what I thought. Mm -hmm. uh, the NASA Gargoyle is a very similar cryptid down in Texas, I believe is where it was seen, mm -hmm. in Johnson Space Station. Uh, where a gentleman claimed to have seen uh, essentially a Mothman-like gargoyle creature uh, that was following his car, if I do remember correctly. It's been a while since we Well, he that. was in the parking lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was in the yeah. parking lot, yeah. But there's a lot of interesting stuff to that story. I'd like mm -hmm. to do more on that one day, and more on just kind of this whole gargoyle phenomenon mm -hmm. in general. Now, do I think that it's the same cryptid? I don't know. What do you think? What do you th do you Maybe think the same type of thing. But probably not the exact same guy, unless it is, and then maybe. I don't know. These The more I study these sort of odd gargoyle as flying humanoids, 
the more I feel like I'm heading towards a theory, just I'm not really there yet. There's a, so much to it, and I do have some thoughts. It's just I really want to let them cook a little longer before I start sharing them. Um, I'm going to do that. If it looks like, if it looks like a gar gargoyle, flaps like a gargoyle, moves like a gargoyle, it's probably a gargoyle. So You keep trying to say gargoyle? Gargoyle. <laughs> Gar gargoyle. Gargoyle. It's a word. It's a tongue twister. Okay, gargoyle. God, you really need to stop drinking. I need to enunciate while I'm talking. <laughs> That's what I need to do. Uh, Creepy California super fan says, so it has strong legs and arms and wings, but no one's seen it fly. So what if it's an amphibian and those wings are actually fins that help are used to help swim? But that's only if there are bodies of water nearby, either a river or lake, or even an underground water sources too. I believe there are rivers and lakes in the area. Like, I'm very curious about the strong legs and the fact that no one's seen it fly. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not sure on it though. Like, there's definitely has to be something to it, but I can't think of too many things where, or too many uh, hunting strategies where that makes a lot of sense unless it's jumping up, gliding short distances to, like, pounce from above, maybe? I don't know. I think, the only, truthfully, like, truthfully, the more that I've reflected on it, it's probably just the stories that we found are it not flying. Like, I'm, I, like, I'm probably willing to guess that it probably can't fly, but I don't think these things can fly very far. Like, maybe they're more likely to glide, or maybe they have to move around on land a lot more than what, you know, we give we give them credit for. And that, I don't think it's a biological creature. Mm -hmm. Okay. But thank you guys all for the fantastic comments on that. As always, guys, if you uh, guys have a thought on our episodes, good or bad, uh, leave it below. And maybe we'll talk about it at the beginning of our episode. So, alright guys, let's jump into today's episode. We got a bunch... Oh, wait, really I thought you cool... wanted to show that globster. I am going to do the globster. Would you let me do my thing? Okay, sorry. My bad, my bad. We are... So, thank you for spoiling it. Uh, usually that's when we... Usually you say we're going to jump in when we actually go into what, our primary what? content. No, we have a lot of cool stuff. All right, guys. Okay, okay. So, go, go, go. go. Moving, moving on. Moving on. So, we have a globster to talk sorry, to you guys I'm about I'm sorry today. I interrupted you. Sorry. I just need to tell you I'm sorry new, about that. New stuff in the paranormal news that just went down. I want to get a chance to talk about this. So... July 29th, 2020, Ainsdale Beach, which is uh, in the United Kingdom where our friends Knock Once for Us are from. Shout out to you guys. Uh, a beachgoer smelled something really weird and funky uh, on the beach out there. So when he went looking for what uh, was the source of the smell, he found a very disturbing sight. He found this 15-foot-long, weird, decayed creature laying on the beach with bones sticking out it had flippers and even he described it as having a weird extra thing attached to it i'm going to put a link um to a uh news article for you guys uh below if you guys want to go check it out for our patrons i'm actually going to put the uh, photo in it so that you guys can check this out i'm gonna pull up a photo so that vic can get this because i don't think he's seen a whole lot on this i've been following it uh a little bit about the story just to see what people actually think this thing was Okay, at least on initial look, I can definitely notice a few things. First, that doesn't quite look like the description that guy was giving. I see, I see something that looks like a bovine. I think that this is a cow, a bull, maybe a horse. Mm -hmm. But I think that this is uh, some, it's some sort of hooved animal that I think washed out to sea. 
I can definitely see some signs of predation there. You can see some dog prints around where it looks like some things have come up and taken parts of it. And I wonder if it's like, uh, if the animals um, kind of eating on the carrion have just kind of drug out maybe the intestines or something. That's what he's mistaking as some of these other parts. Like, for those of you guys that have never like looked into this part of the paranormal, there is weird stuff that washes up on beaches all the time. Oh, and I love globsters. Yeah, this, I think a lot of them are legit. Yeah, this is a whole field in the paranormal that not a lot of people talk about. So that's why I like highlighting this stuff uh, on our podcast when we get a chance to, like, whenever these things pop up. So it's always weird to see kind of, like, what government officials or what, like, local officials always comment on that. Uh, like, Stephen, I can never pronounce these last names right, a life, I think I said that right, uh, who's the senior advisor at Natural England, uh, said that he, that currently the animal's identity has been remained unconfirmed, uh, but his thoughts are that it's some kind of whale. Looking at it, I don't know how he got his job, because I am not getting whale from this. I'm getting some kind of mammal-like creature that fell in the water. I mean, I haven't had a lot of time to look at it, but I'm those look like hooves to me. Mm-hmm. And the spinal cord, the way it distends out, maybe it's a scaling thing that rolls out bovine, but and we don't really have a great scale like, here we- to work with. Like, but, we were kind of touching base a little bit. I was, like, I was kind of worried about saying, like, can, like, is it a cow? Because I didn't know if they had cows in England. <laughs> I didn't, like, yes, of course I didn't want to seem stupid. Like, in the thing, I was, I was kind of having a brain fart at the moment. I'm like, do they, do they, do they have cows there? Is that, like, a thing? Or I don't, I don't know. But I was, like, leaving it up to, like, Vic to kind of, like, correct me on that. But if it is something, if it's a horse, not a cow, maybe it is a, oh, what is it? A Kelpie, I believe. The It's a English uh, folkloric fairy creature that mimics the look of a decaying horse out in a swamp to lure people to get close to snatch them up and eat them. I am not feeling lured looking at this thing on the beach. Well, sometimes they just try to look like a regular trapped horse. This one's... Not doing a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can, I can see that. Oh, it's so hypnotic. It's it's hypnotic to look at lobsters too. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing well there, but maybe it's because I'm just looking at it. I picture. like the people that claim that it was a woolly mammoth that had fallen in there, but I'm, I'm not. I don't think that's. I'm not, I'm not getting at that. The mouth is not, is not right for that. Um, but we're gonna put up a, a link to the website so you guys can kind of tell us what you think that you guys think it is, um, and also the photo for all of our patrons so that you guys can get it can take a crack at guessing what these things are into. And it's like playing it's like playing who's that Pokemon but with lobsters. This is <laughs> definitely not a Jigglypuff scene from above. No, no, this is this is some sort of fu- Digimon fusion that's gone horribly wrong. Horribly wrong. It's cool. Um <laughs> all right, let's move let's move, let's move on into into today's episode. So for today's like main topic that we wanted to go over with you guys a long time ago we did a top five where we talked about strange humanoids and one of the ones that made the list that i found that i found really cool were these stories about people report people going out or out, out, out and about and encountering these strange people that look like mannequins, like moving mannequins. 
Yeah, I remember you originally telling me about what you found on this, and I remember finding it really interesting. But at the time, there wasn't a whole lot yeah. of available information on it. I think that's your nice way of saying you thought I made it up. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I, I had heard other people talk about it. It's just there wasn't a whole lot of information that like we had access it, to at the time. It was a dry topic. I just found it just accidentally uh, just surfing through YouTube, just just listening to, to random stories that people had. And some of the stories that popped up just had people being out and seeing these strange mannequin people uh, doing odd jobs, driving cars. And I'm like, this is just so just bizarre because I never heard of anything like this. So we decided to come back to this topic, like, what is it, a year or two later? Maybe you know, a year at the least. Maybe two years to see kind of where's the conversation gone on these mannequin people. And it's it's come a little bit. There's more. There's definitely more stories oh, yeah. out there than 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 what we saw initially looking into the looking looking into this topic. Let's talk a little bit about some of our favorite stories that we found. You want to go first with some of your favorite stories about these that you found? Oh goodness, uh, let me. I know one that might give you guys a good sense of what an encounter with one of these might be like. Um, there is a young woman in Japan. She was, uh, living in one of the colder regions of Japan. She was out, out, uh, kind of surveying nature down by the river. And she sees what seems to be a person with just no face and general pale mannequin-like features. She, of course, decides to get out of there. She goes home, locks the door, goes to bed for the night, and I believe it was three in the morning. She hears a buzz on her uh, on her doorbell. She has one of those apps on her phone that uh, attaches to a camera, and she looks out there, and there's the thing standing right there. She calls her dad, kind of in a panic. Her dad calls the cops, but by the time they get there, the creature has disappeared. Unfortunately, this was one of those uh, ones that it doesn't actually record what the camera sees, but did note that there was a door ring at the time. The police examine the area, and they find a set of footprints going through the mud and the snow, encircling the house and going to each window before it headed off. And the cop even said that they were going to keep an eye out for this individual, because this wasn't the first time they'd heard a report of this. That is so... just... that's so bizarre. In this scenario, at least for the second half of the story, it almost follows a black-eyed kid sort of MO of trying to get in. Mm-hmm. Where it's, try where it's trying to approach you. There's a lot of stories involving mannequin people that once they become aware of you, or once they seem like you are aware of them or what they look like, that they tend to pursue you. But not even like... But it's not like um, like a chase, like some sort of cryptid that's chasing you. It's kind of like a... Almost kind of like a robot. I'm like, I, I, I really just get this just bizarre like following sense of... Or, like I'll, I'll even just go to the analogy that I was using to be talking about it. It's like, it's like the robots are my robot, where they're just following you around in that creepy Jason Voorhees slow, unstoppable walk up to you. It's creepy. Yeah, I haven't seen iRobot. You haven't seen well, you've seen Jason Voorhees, and now yeah, he does yeah. that slow walk that can't be stopped by any obstacle. And and so many of these stories are like that. Like one that jumped out at me is a story from 1999 uh, in Tranquility, California. Um, a gentleman named David uh, said that he had got drunk one night and he couldn't drive drive home, so he decides to start walking home. And as he's walking home, 
he it's late, so he decides to try to hitchhike uh, home. And as he's hitchhiking home, he's trying to flag a car down. He sees a car with its headlights coming down the road, and he flags the car down, and the car stops. Getting out from the driver of the car, he says that he saw this uh, mannequin, like, he calls it like a department store mannequin. A lot of them will refer to it kind of like, uh, what was it, 20, 21 Forever? Forever 21. Yeah, Forever a lot 21. of people specifically say they look like the mannequins at Forever 21. And I put I popped up a picture of that just so we knew exactly what they're talking about. So, mm -hmm. you, so you can see what I'm talking about, too. Yeah, it's like white or almost particle board-esque uh, to it with, like, the facial features but no, like, actual defined eyes yeah, or, and the facial or features or anything. Are, you can tell where the facial features are supposed to be, but they're very muted. Yeah. And, and one of these gets out of the car... And just sort of stares at him. And it's moving very kind of disjointed-like uh, as it's trying to approach him. And he freaks out about it. And then another one gets out of that passenger side car and stares at him. Again, moving with that kind of like disjointed body figure. like. And the, David freaks out and he tanks off into a cornfield that's nearby. And as he's running through the cornfield, he, uh, he stops uh, to catch his breath. And he can hear the rustling of moving... Uh, in the cornfield coming from behind him and for those of you who haven't like been in the middle of a cornfield stuff like that's really disquieting oh my gosh like you don't know sometimes how close it is to you but it you know that it's moving and it, that that fear of is it is it closer than what it is it's just it, it's like what makes it it's disquieting and he at a certain like he he takes off uh further into the cornfield um but then eventually he hears them stop and then turn around and leave and then he makes his way home and so many of these encounters are like that where these things you you know you don't ex you don't expect it and then all of a sudden you see you see these strange things they see you and then they start moving towards you another one i really liked it was a um young boy england he's uh trying to make his way home tries to make his subway but he realizes he's gone there late and he's already missed his subway home. So before he leaves, he happens to hear another train pulling up. And he's like, oh, good. I guess I have my chance. Um, he has his headphones in. He's keeping his eyes downward. But he gets on. He kind of elbows his way in. But while he's elbowing his way in, he's realizing he's knocking these people around a lot. And they feel very stiff. And there's something very peculiar going on. So he looks up and starts looking around. And everyone there has these mannequin-like heads. And every one of them, even though they lack eyes, are, are positioned as if they're staring at him. He just elbows his way right back off and gets the heck out of there. Which I think was probably the right decision. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine like, if the door closed behind him while he was... like? Could you imagine what you would have done if the door had closed behind you? And you were trapped on a train with all these I mannequin would things? I would find a way off or I'd start yeah. punching mannequins. Um, what do you think would have happened if you would have got stuck there? Oh, like, what do I think happens if these things actually catch you? Like, if you're stuck on a train filled with them. I, or a subway, I guess I should say. Uh, I think they would have, quote, helped <laughs> or some, or taking care of you, whatever that means, you know, air quote, you know. I don't think the story would have made it to us. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so either. Gosh. It, it's strange looking into so many of these mannequin stories that I'm finding that so... Do you find that a lot of them had 
this same theme of people being in transit like they're in like these things are in cars they're on trains they're they're going somewhere yeah about half the stories that i came across involve people encountering them in transit instead of them just out there walking around like and and even some of the more benign stories like involving some of these things you'll see the same thing like um there's a story from 2016 um a couple in jacksonville <laughs> arkansas they're turning into, uh, I think it's a Starbucks is what they're going into. And they look over into this other car that I think is leaving the Starbucks at the same time. Or is like leaving and turning back onto the main road. And they two, and they see two of these mannequin people just driving the car. Minding their own business. Just driving. Like, this, like it's no big deal. It's so... It's weird. And I don't... This isn't like your typical you know, cryptid store where this thing chases you with, you know, glowing red eyes and razor sharp teeth and, you know, you're finding mutilated corpses. I mean, they, these things do the slow Jason Voorhees chase to you, kind of. Or that's if they follow you at all. Yeah. You know. They seem to only be interested in you if they realize that you've noticed them. Mm -hmm. And then only so far to scare you away from the area. Um, another story that I had that was uh, also just really weird, very benign. There was one, it's one of the few ones that I've seen without a car. Uh, a person was was uh, walking along and they saw a home that had a gardener. And when they turned back to look at the gardener, the gardener was replaced by one of these mannequin people that was gardening. Just out in front of the house. Okay. Minding its own business. I think we've gone through enough stories. I want to get yeah. into the discussion on these things. Mm hmm there's a lot of places we can go. What do you feel like talking about first? Uh, uh, um, I, I got a good one. Why do you think so many stories involve them uh, always being in transit? That's a really good question. I don't have a good answer to that because I did know very early on that a lot of these stories, way more than the average when we're talking about something in the paranormal, involves transit and also it's a much more um even split between male and female sightings than we normally see in the paranormal as well mm -hmm. but as far why in transit that must be one of the only places where they're overly exposed or this is something along the lines of where they're using a screen memory or they're using something along the lines of a projection that can fail and being in the heightened state of awareness that one should be in when they're driving is one of the things that's more likely to break it. Mm -hmm. um, truthfully, I don't think that these things are always out there just looking like mannequins. I think that we would be flooded with accounts of them if that was the case. I think it has to be something where they're projecting some sort of mental image over the mannequin or the mannequin is just what you see if they can't successfully do it and if there's mm -hmm. some sort of glitch something along those lines or when the glitch in the matrix doesn't load their textures right something along those lines i think this is what you encounter when something in whatever their system may be goes wrong i i have to think that with them being in transit i think this has something to do with what they're doing because most of these things tend to always always be it almost looks like people watching you know even if you you know if you lump in the story of the one that's that's gardening a lot of these 
things could all be about them observing. You know, think about when you're driving in your car, you're you're very observant, you're mobile, you can move around, you can see things. The the train station, the same thing, the thing in the gardener, you're able to you're able to watch people to observe. I think this yeah, I think this has to do with surveillance if if anything. But at the train station, I don't think that makes that much sense for observation because it's at a time when the train station is pretty much empty. And it's a whole bunch of... If you're just doing observation, you don't need a train filled with mannequins. You just need a couple of mannequins. No, no, no. See, the trains, see that train was all them going back to report on what they saw. Now, that I could believe. I could believe that maybe they're going back to whatever that home, their home base is or something like that. But, like, I don't think that was an observational mission. I'm not saying they're not here to observe, but I think, I think more likely our exposure to them is either A, very limited, and thus the only times that we do see them out and about is when they're going between whatever they're up to, or B, there's something about us when we're in a state of driving that makes us more likely to detect them. Are they re returning back to their Amazon warehouse to report their news to their high lord, Jeff Bezos. I really hope that's not the situation. Okay. So, are we of one mind when it comes to this is probably not what they actually normally look like, or not how we normally perceive them? I think that's uh, like, do they always look like these men? Oh, okay. I think that's probably what they look like naturally. I think that's what they look like naturally. But would you agree that there's something along the lines of Oh, there Holograms, oh, there screen has, yeah. memory, yeah, yeah. shape shifting, some something, something somewhere in that. Yeah, 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 they're having to do something. They're having to do something to put them up because again, like you said, they'd be flooded with stories. Now, if you look at the information that's out there today, I've heard stuff where people say, "Oh, paranormal investigators have been getting accounts of these for years and years and years." I, I, I don't know if I was really getting the, 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 I don't know if I was really getting that sense. Uh, you know, when I was putting on some feelers to what people, if other people had had something. I mean, this wasn't like static people where I, you know, I put out a couple of feelers and then it exploded where tons of people had seen these like staticky people crawling out of the TV. There was much less uh, feedback. I got a ton of no's. I asked Ricky, you know, he's been investigating longer than the two of us and he hadn't heard any of these things either. So I, I think that this is probably rare that people are seeing these things in this form. Or it's more regionally based. Like, like, it's only here in the United States? No, no, it's something where probably most of the people that you were reaching out to were probably in the Midwest. Mm. I got a couple places that it was reaching. And I know you probably reached out to knock once for yes, too. Not on these. No, 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 no. Well, I didn't have a chat. By the time I was thinking about asking people on this, I ended up having to ask for Rick and a couple of people, but I didn't get anything back about like, these things. It wasn't, it wasn't like static people where people had been reporting... Because for, for me, when I'm thinking about mannequin people, you know, the the idea for me is that either A, this is a relatively new phenomenon people are talking about, or B, this is a phenomenon that has been going on for years and people have just not been reporting it like what we found with static people. And I'm thinking it's the first. I could be wrong, but I'm still in that camp. I don't think it is. Because there are accounts of something in the folklore that matches up fairly well with these. It comes from Japan in, let me see if I can say this name even remotely correctly, Noparabo. Let me see. Yeah. Let me, let me see if I can pull that up. It's Honolulu. No, that's, okay, no. Let me scroll back up to the top. There you go. Noparabo. Yeah, that's, that's, that sounds about right. Okay. 
It is a entity from Japanese folklore which appears generally like a person but with smooth, no, faci no facial features. Um, these were are popular in many of the Edo era stories and the exact nature of what they are is a little hard to say. Um, they are technically would be classified as a yokai but after that it gets kind of weird because some stories say that they are ghosts of people who have lost their humanity and they manifest as these people with no faces. Some people, or some of the stories say that this is a form that Majin like to take because they're a form of shape-shifting trickster and they like to take that form to scare and mess around with humans. And then some people, some of the stories say, oh, yes, there are these ghosts, but also Majin change into them. So it's either A or B or A and B. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as that, there's not a lot of folklore on them. Like mostly they pop up around graveyards and they're there to kind of punish people who abuse a sacred area, things along those lines. But it does match the description better than about anything else I know of in the folklore. Except the location, because I don't think they're running into them at, like, sacred graveyards. They're running into them in, like, a Starbucks parking lot. Well, in one of the earliest stories about them actually relates pretty well to this. Where a lazy fisherman is uh, fishing in a uh, koi pond instead of going uh, down to the river to fish. Mm -hmm. His wife tries to point out to him... You know where that koi pond is once was a graveyard. And he goes in anyways and runs into uh, one of those faceless people. And then he goes home and his wife's now a faceless person too. So like the drunk guy walking home in California was just walking on a graveyard? He could have been stumbling around a cornfield that Maybe. was once a reclaimed graveyard. Uh, growing up around cornfields, I knew a few of them in my small community where that where that was the situation. Yeah, we could just be want See... Now I'm going to be paranoid that I'm going to be walking over some sort of sacred land and then all of a sudden one of these mannequin people is going to pop up and walk and like slowly walk towards me trying to get me. But why they're driving cars on buses and doing gardening, I can't explain. <clears throat> so, it's but that is something that does generally match the description that does exist within the lore. I'd be remiss not to bring it up. The earliest account I found came from, I believe it was the late 40s, well, the earliest modern account. And that involved... It's kind of one of those shakier stories where um, a lot of people say that this is an urban legend, but it involves this lady going into a bathroom at a drive-in theater in Hawaii and seeing something that matches this description in there. But the story's kind of short and not a lot of details are in it and like i said it's highly contested on if this is just folklore yeah oh actually you know i found a oh man i found a really good story uh about this where it was really creepy where there was this guy and his friend that were staying in a cabin that they had and did you hear the story do you know no, I don't and, know okay and in the and the family owned had bought the cabin and i believe the upstairs was owned by a tailor so you had all these mannequins that were upstairs. One night, the, they're sleeping downstairs on the couches, and the dude hears them moving around upstairs. And eventually, they, he sees them coming. He like he takes the blanket off his head. He sees them come downstairs, and he sees them walking around in the kitchen. But the weird part is, is they're not even moving around like what the other stories say, where they're kind of like moving disjointed. Like they're just—it's just the mannequins moving on their own. 
Okay, is it like the stiff mannequin just kind of drifting around yeah, the room? Or around the room. And then eventually, like, he falls back like back to sleep, and then when he, like, wakes up in the morning, okay, they're in the living that's room. that's the part I do not believe. <laughs> if there are mannequins self-moving around you and talking, there is no chance you are falling back to sleep. <laughs> Look, he kept, he kept I, doing, I, like, I the am... six-year-old throw the blanket over, like, have, like, so much in the story, because, like, it's going to protect him. Okay, I, I hardly ever call bunk on a story, but right there <laughs> is a big red flag for me. I do not believe that if this is going on, you fall back. So asleep. do you have, like, a fighting strategy for, like, mannequins? Like, what, Like, how do you fight a mannequin? Like, do you knock it over? Maybe you can't pick it well, up, like, it, turtle if it's, it? If it's stiff, you would think that you could probably knock it on its back and would have a hard time moving again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Question. Do you think what we're talking about are actual mannequins? Or do you think we're just talking about something that is easiest to describe by relating it to the appearance of a mannequin? No, I think I think they're, we're describing stuff that's related to a mannequin. I think these are robots. If you want to know my honest opinion, I think these are robots. And that's what this is going on. And that's what this is. I think that's a possibility, but I'm not sold I, on that possibility yet. I am in the robot camp. I am 100% in the robot camp on these but um i i think we're talking about things that just kind of look like mannequins and kind of have kind of like that irobot-esque you know was it uh, the n5 was it the n5s and mach 5s whatever they were called in there i told you i haven't seen it you need to see that movie because i was acting a lot like will smith when i was researching this these people like today at work were like they're like what's they're like what's what's bothering you chris and i'm like i'm like the damn mannequins charles that's what bothered me <laughs> like i'm gonna be walking out of the parking lot <laughs> just gonna be staring at me okay i'm glad we both agree that we don't think we're talking about actual animated mannequins here now i'm not i've got some other theories to throw out i'm not i'm not aggressively against the potential robot theory because yeah most robots that we could create nowadays would have that sort of disjointed movement but they do I, have that disjointed movement no that's what i'm saying oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. dislike it yeah Okay, but some other possibilities is that this is a form of botched screen memory. Um, you commonly hear screen memory talked about when it comes to greys as in aliens, that they project these images over themselves basically as a form of telepathy to make, the, make it so they don't stand out. Mm -hmm. Maybe these are just the people who see them are just the people who happen to see through the illusion or happen to be in a higher state than other people, like they are more alert. Or perhaps it's just people that this sort of illusion doesn't work on and they catch it. But the thing is, they still get this sort of approximated image. They, it's not strong enough to see totally through it, but enough to tell there's something wrong. I think that it's hologram technology and that's what's going on. But one of the, because they're projecting this hologram out to look like probably like a regular person. The one problem you run into, uh, you know, even with, you know, some holograms or when you're projecting stuff like that is the human eye is different for some people you know if you think back to like the uh what was it that the, the dress thing is it blue or is it yellow and different people see it as a different a different color you just be encountering these could be people that could just see through the the illusion and then these things pick up on that and they're like oh crap i don't think it's going to be a hologram because holograms involve creating images based on lights projecting lights mm -hmm. which would mean you're going to need something projecting the light onto them which gives you an even bigger device now to have to hide. Or, or it's doing like the mystique thing, like from the X-Men movies, where it's like... <laughs> you guys can't do... I'm doing the finger thing, where like 
the skin ripples and stuff and does all the scaly thing and it turns into somebody else. Okay, so then, now you're going from hologram to shapeshifter. And that's, you know, and then, you know it, goes, it goes from, like, holoberry back down to, like, you know, Sunny from iRobot. I know you haven't seen iRobot, but I'm going to keep making references because that's the vibe I get from these. But I don't think it's hologram. If we're talking about technologically doing it, maybe hard light technology i don't know i'm i'm not good at light physics it's it's really not my thing it's like that time when we're studying the bloop and i had to learn a whole bunch about how sound moves through water, water. which is way more complicated than it sounds to figure out we're just we're getting into the area of physics where i am not real strong i think we're getting but, to the point where we're wildly conjecturing but I, I will say I don't think the answer is holograms because you pretty much need something projecting the hologram at that point. Mm -hmm. um, another possibility, I've heard this thrown around, I don't... Okay, I'm not a big believer in the Matrix theory. For the most part, I do not believe we are all in the Matrix. I actually think we're in the real world experiencing it in real time and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm here to free your mind. But... It does. There are some paranormal theories that where that help it make sense. This being one of them, that those are computer-generated individuals that did not render correctly, and it also kind of makes sense with the uh, stairways out to nowhere. I think we did back in episode what three, four, yeah. five, somewhere yeah. around there, where it's just like <laughs> a accidentally generated stairway in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Um, it makes sense with that theory. Like I said, this is not a theory I personally buy. But I think it does make a degree of sense with it about it just being something that didn't render correctly. But it, it gives you very much of that that Star Trek vibe where they wake up and every like something's just not right, and then they realize they're in some sort of like like holodeck thing because people just aren't acting right or they're just looking right. Like it just. Uh. I'm also not necessarily against the idea of this being like some sort of like myogen esque spiritual being. That happens to take on this form sometimes. Like I, I'm not totally against that idea. Now I there are some questions where I would need to do more diving into myogen and raccoon dogs and things like that. It's not necessarily my strong point. Do you do you know what I found on though? Do you know uh, not too long ago though? I find it interesting though that people had this super fearful reaction to it because a while back there was a it was really popular in the, the prank community, if you want to call it that, prank community, where people did mannequin pranks, where people dressed like these things, and they, and they like, scared people that were walking around. And, of course, some people had, like, that kind of, like, weird reaction, but not everybody had that, like, takeoff running, I'm freaked out vibe. Some of them kind of had that, like, awe and wonder look, like, look to them. Let's see. I don't remember her name, but didn't that one YouTuber who had a encounter with them? Yep. Didn't she like just straight up chase the mannequin? Yes, people? she did. That was Emily Mayard. Uh, she was a popular YouTuber. It was in uh, 2012. I think they uh, they were in a parking lot with some of her friends, and they saw another car that had three of them in the car, and with three of these mannequin people in the car, and they decided to chase them when these things tank off. Which first, ballsy, and if I remember yeah. right, they chase him up to the point where they realized they would have to straight up run a red light into traffic. I would have run the red light. Well, you might kill someone at that point. I think I think even me, with my cavalier attitude, I put on the brakes at that point. <sighs> I don't know. I don't want to kill nobody. I don't, want, I, don't, I don't either, but how often do you think you're going to run into a mannequin person? Well, I think if I can figure it out once, I might be able to figure it out twice. Hmm. 
I was going to say, though, if you're going to go parallel investigating, always make sure that you're going to be with somebody who's going to run the same direction as you. But I got to say, ballsy for chasing him down. It is ballsy. And I probably would chase him down. And I probably would have pulled off about the same I point. Mean, would you actually be scared of a mannequin person that came that, I mean, because I think we're bigger than the average mannequin. We're both very large. So, very would you actually be scared if you saw a mannequin like this? The thing I is, I think I could take it. Oh, yeah, if it's just physically a mannequin, hell yeah. If it's a robot, probably not. If it's an alien, I'm not, I don't want to <laughs> screw with it. I graze kind of freak me out a little bit. But, okay, I'm going to throw something at, out at you. One of the things I've noticed is there's a higher amount of females than you normally expect from paranormal accounts. And I think you, you had noticed that mm -hmm. too, right? And most of the people who have an encounter with these are doing so in a in a situation where they're in a heightened state of awareness. Like the person who's out watching nature in season one. The mm -hmm. person who bumps into something strange and then looks up to try to figure out why everything's going on odd. The person who's trying to flag down a car. I think even those people who are trying to pull into Starbucks, weren't they looking for a uh, turnoff or something? Something like that. Um, it's generally people in a heightened state of awareness. And females are more likely to have a extra rod... Or cone, I can't remember which. I think I think it's rod in their eyes, which allows them to distinguish color much more in depth than uh, than you naturally could. Um, I really think that whatever it is that they're trying to use to project this image or to hide their presence, it's something connected to your ocular state, mm -hmm. Bas basically how perceptive you are and how alert you are. And I think that if you run across one of these while you're in that sort of hiding state, that there's a chance you might be able to see through whatever the heck they use to hide themselves. And I really think that is the crux of what's going on here, why some people are seeing why some people aren't. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did have a question for your robot theory, though. Okay. Okay. Who? Like, who is it? Oh, I think it's Jeff Bezos. Look, I'm going to make a guess. Jeff Bezos. Because, again, they're all in a state of transit, and who, who would likely benefit most from robotic people who transport stuff? The founder of Amazon. Okay, are you screwing with me? Or are you legit here? Like that—that's that, that, what I think is doing it. Like, do you legit think Jeff Bezos has an army of? I think if somebody in this planet would, I think he would, and that is why we need to pay to our patron saint of for protection of uh, AI, Elon Musk, to come <laughs> down with his space shuttles <laughs> and his astronauts to protect us in the battle of astronauts versus robots. Like, my, my biggest issue with the robot theory is the whole, okay, who's robots? Like, where do these robots come from? I, I, even if I see to you they are robots, I want to know where they come from and who built them. Do you know what Jeff Bezos looks like? He looks like he looks like one of these robots. He's bald-headed, super smooth skin, shiny. I saw him on that episode of South Park. Yeah. Like, he almost looks like one of these things a little bit. Just saying. Throwing it, I'm just throwing it out But there. do you think he has the technology to make these advanced robots? I think he has enough money to buy it. He's one From of the, who? the rich... I don't know. The Illuminati? Whoever? The evil... Ro <laughs> Dr. Robotnik? I don't know. Who's ever, you know, who's ever building these things? I mean... It, you know, I think if there's one person who would benefit from these things, it's it, all signs point to him. My Scooby-Doo investigative skills point all point to him. I don't know. I still don't buy the robot thing. Like, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a bad theory, but there's too many holes in it. Like, 
Like, at least jumping over the where the hell did these robots come from? They, how, <laughs> why do they act biological? Because the thing is, like, outside of their movement, which is stunted in the sort of way, like, the way people describe them is not unlike if I was describing the motions of some of the walking robots we have now. Yeah. That part makes a lot of sense to me. But then, why are they chasing people? And why are they doing some of this other weird stuff that seems very non roboty like that that's where I have a that's where I fall off on the chain and start looking in other directions. And at least it's within the realm of possibility, but then how are they executing the uh, the the ability to hide? Okay, do you want my real honest opinion what yes, it is? Yes, I want to know. Okay, my honest opinion, opinion is cuz I guess we're getting into the the time where we talk about kind of our real theories. Um I think these are for surveillance. I 100% believe this surveillance. I believe these could be man-made. I don't I I think that but the technology that we have now that we know of, you can always assume that the rich and elite governments are a little bit further along. And I believe this is something that is technologically feasible. I do. And I think that these are probably for surveillance. Now, who is gaining this surveillance? I mean, it's your guess as good as mine. Government, Illuminati, aliens that are already here on Earth. Who knows? But I mean, I think, but I think that is primarily what these are for. May I ask one question, though? Yes. If that is the case, why humanoids? Why not, like, robotic geese or something like that? <sighs> I guess these could go inside buildings without, like, raising as yeah. much of a question. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, can, you can get into buildings. You can, go, you can go certain places. I mean, could a chipmunk really get inside Elon Musk's fortress? No. But I also don't think, like, these things with their glitchy-ass freaking <laughs> ability to hide is going to get there either. They're not as bad as what... Uh, I don't I don't think they're as bad as what people make them... As what these stories make them out to be. Otherwise, there'd be more stories. But I, I, I think that's what it is. I think it's for surveillance. That's, that's really interesting. What do you think they're watching for? Uh, oh, man, that's a good question. Still working on that part? Yeah. I mean, for whatever they want. I mean, you could... I mean, this could be a thing to use for catching people that are people of interest for whoever. Collecting real information. It could for whoever. My thoughts on it is this. What is it I'm not sure? How it works is related to something perceptionally ocular. I believe that if you, and I've been actually doing this as an exercise, I'm going to recommend it to all you guys too. When you're out in public, particularly when you're around a lot of people, try to bring yourself up to a state of heightened awareness and survey the face of every single person around you. Because that's what I've been doing lately. I haven't found one yet. But that is what I'm going to be doing for at least a while because I want to see if I can find one. Or you end up like that chick from the Constantine movie. No, or like, no, you end up like Keanu Reeves from the... Uh... Constantine movie where you see like demons from hell on, on the bus. <laughs> well, who knows what I'll find? I mean, it there's not really a there's not really a reason not to be like at a state of heightened awareness when you're in public. That's yeah, that's true. But who knows? Maybe I'll maybe I'll stumble across something weird. Also, if I do find one, I am not going to tip my hat that I see them. I'm just going to covertly shadow them. I'm gonna be like we got Will Smith here. We need to take care of it. <laughs> 
But hey, if you guys try that, let me know because I'm going to be out there doing it too. See how it goes. We have talked, man, we have talked about some, uh, a lot of stuff so far in this episode, man. We probably could have kept yeah. going too. Um, yeah. Um, make sure you guys put your comments on what you guys think about Mannequin people. If you have any stories, what your thoughts on them were uh, from this episode. We love to get your guys' feedback so we can try to understand this. Um, it's definitely this weird entity, for sure. Um, make sure you guys stick around for a little bit longer because we're going to be getting into our pillow talk segment where we get into the extra stuff for our patrons. Um, but for now, guys, keep believing. Cause we'll... So, Marcus, I hear the seeds have been growing on a new mystery. Oh, yeah. Guys, today we're going to talk about something that has been... Uh, like bugging me for some weeks. I have been following this on the news and um, in YouTube. A blooming conspiracy. It is. Oh my gosh. So if you guys are patrons, make sure you guys stick around for the rest of this episode. And if you guys uh, are listening to this for the first time, uh, this is what we call our pillow talk segment where we go uh, further deep into something weird. Um, and eventually this is going to trail off. Um, so if you want to get the rest of it, go over to our Patreon and sign up to become a patron. You only get to hear us lay the roots of this new endeavor. That is a lot of puns for this. <laughs> yeah, guys, we're going to be talking about the the seeds that people have been receiving uh, in the mail uh, recently. So if you guys are not familiar with what's been going on, for several weeks, uh, people all over the United States have been receiving uh, strange packages uh, in the mail. Uh, almost every 50 people in almost every state uh, have been just going home. They see a package that's on the, on the on the floor. They pick it up, and it says, like, some company from China, Russia, Yugoslavia, somewhere. And it says ring, uh, necklace, pendant, some, something like that for some sort of jewelry. And then they open up, and then it's a strange bag of seeds. And there have been thousands, thousands of people that have been reporting this. Uh, for weeks and nobody could figure out where these things were particularly coming from nobody could figure out why people were listening 